Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. We don't have in-studio guests a lot. Alice? True, true. But it is my pleasure to have friend, colleague, so many things, Alice. Edward Tomich, Ed Tomich of The Mean Wire. Um, Edward, if you guys, if, almost all, everybody who listens knows The Mean Wire and Steve Robinson and all the stuff that, that you guys have been doing. And just, man, kicking ass up there. And um, and I use it for my own radio show. It's You know what, so you, I'll, I'll let you in on something, Edward. I, uh, would you like me to call you Edward or Ed? Do you care? Edward is. Okay. Yes. So listen, um, um, you, you've got so much good stuff on the Mainwire. It's mainwire.com <laughs> that I floated the idea to Steve, but I really like, I kind of mean it. I wish that he would, if you, I wish you guys would like buy up or the New England Wire or Northeast Wire or something. So the you could daily, have. Daily. Oh no. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's different. Right. Well, but my hope is that, well, actually, they may end up buying you up, actually, which is, which could be in the, in the cards. We'll see. Could be getting my Brett Cooper show or something. Oh, yeah. I've reached out to her, by the way. If you talk to her, can you tell her? Oh, Alice, we're having we're having the guys on from Lady Ballers this Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Nice. Tuesday. Yes. We're recording with them. Yeah. Have you watched that? I haven't. We have the. We have the link. We're going to watch it. We should watch Family it. movie night tonight. Maybe even, yeah, maybe yeah. tonight. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, we're having the, the stars on from Lady Ballers Tuesday. You guys will hear that. But um, but yeah, I'm trying to. I wish Steve would get another overarching brand, so that I could have you on every week too. But my program director will be wondering like, why are we so main centric? Like, <laughs> you know. So because it's hard. If if it, one yeah. day I have Steve Robinson from the Main Wire, and then Thursday I have Ed Tomich from the. New England wire, whatever, it makes it easier. But anyway, it's not happening. Well, Maine, Maine is the bellwether 
And as you frequently say mm-hmm. on that show, as goes Maine in terms of the liberals, you know, breaking new ground yeah. on the, the craziness. Yeah. It often spreads. It's, it, well, it's unbelievable. Like with the, with the, the chess binder story that we did where the school decided yep. this mm-hmm. absolute pervert decided that he was going to take a teenage girl and have her start wearing a chest binder because... Uh, she needed to be on a gender journey, you know, away from her parents, whatever, all this crazy stuff. Well, and the thing is that I think is so powerful about the main wire and why it does need to be everywhere, whether it's Steve Robinson in the main wire doing it or someone else, is the that there's no more local news. and And a lot of this stuff just doesn't get covered. I mean, not to toot our own horn, mm-hmm. but... Our podcast was the only place in any kind of media where the story next to us, where a librarian was fired because she mm. questioned what bathroom someone was going into, we were the only people that even talked about that because but, there was no local news to talk about it. It was in one private Facebook group and then on our show. And that's it. And so, and how many more stories are there like that in how many New England towns that just never get any news coverage at all? Well, you're right, and well, and, and that's still limiting too. Because if you're if you're in our sh- if we mention that story in our show, it's still not searchable, right? It's right. Yeah. No, we'd have to do it as a newsletter, or right? Something. Or like a like an automatic thing, which may be the thing to do at some point. It would but be but people don't flawed, even but- cover like the school board meetings. It's just you know some terrible video with terrible audio that maybe gets put up on a YouTube channel, or maybe just gets played on local access TV and never ends up on the internet at all. Right. Well, and that's the thing is that. In Maine especially, in Portland especially, liberals have gotten so accustomed to no one listening to their meetings oh, that they, that they do the say craziest ridiculous stuff. things all the time and do ridiculous oh, things point. and feel totally comfortable because they think mm-hmm. nobody is listening. Even the Zoom era, the Zoom meeting era oh, for yeah. some of these meetings has really helped with some of that actually, however many other bad results it's had. There was one during COVID in Wakefield where the Human Rights Commission in Wakefield had a meeting that they didn't realize the Zoom meeting was being recorded. They just thought they were getting together, but they were planning their um, their like Pride Month stuff, and they were having one of the town selectmen um, do a thing for the Pride Month, who is a Republican who's gay and married, and um, they. Um, joked about him killing himself on their meeting because he's a gay Republican and didn't realize it was being recorded. That seems like a non sequitur to me. (laughs) Well, but it's another... I mean, these people... And this gets us... Actually, this is good because this gets us to the Michelle Wu stuff. These people consider themselves so pure of heart. But it's all this vile stuff they spew. And they're, they're actually meanies. They are the bad guys so often. Yeah, they're but, the actual bullies. But they can seem they seem themselves as absolved because they're on a greater pilgrimage uh, through progressivism, and which is why, like, we've had and we've told this before, we've been in parties before where good progressives, in the name of women's rights, have yelled at Alex. Good progressives gotten in her face. Oh, yeah. Well, this they one... they weren't parties just for electeds of color. Well, that's right. <laughs> to be clear. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we I'm to, sure. We after... need to differentiate yeah. here. But this there was are two a types of parties. Man. There are yes. parties for electeds of color. And those that are for electeds of, you know, in yeah. no color. This was a white man who put his hand in my face because I wasn't for abortion and like yelled at me at somebody's like party. Yeah, it was incredible because no, yeah, because because he it, started talking about abortion and well, I just said something like, "Well, I'm not for that" or something. Well, but and, because also Alice is a 
instigator. So when yeah. and the guy, Alice said, like the guy was talking, Alice said, oh, I love Rush Limbaugh. And it's like something at this party where- I in, didn't in, instigate well, you, it. Well, well you, you happily, I remember the trigger moment where you happily, with uh, gusto and joy, like put your line in the sand saying, oh, man, I love Rush Limbaugh. Or, I didn't, it wasn't Rush Limbaugh. Well, it was, a, it was we, about abortion. Yeah, we were talking about Sandra Fluke, though, I think, was the original oh. thing. That's how it came to it. And you said something that you're not allowed to say in parties in the Northeast, especially in Melrose. And th- so the guy decided that's what he would get in your face. I didn't intervene at all because I was convinced. <laughs> well, I'm not a tough guy, one, but I would have, this pussy would not have been a problem. Also, I think that your sister could have killed him. Oh, <laughs> yes. Well, there you go. Because had your sister been at the party, too, you know, right. obviously. Um, so, but... um. Yeah, the, the, but but we've had this before, where uh, where we've had people like wait till I leave the car to go up to Alice and give her stuff, mm-hmm. you know, give her crap, and it, it is absolutely they're all during COVID. All these little men in little shorts just waiting to yell at women who weren't wearing masks and things. It's like man, oh, yeah. it's but they're the good people. Just like the guy who was an a hole at, at uh, Chick Fil A ten years ago. Well, they're the real heroes, right? Yeah. Right. I'm proud of myself. I did something really good here today. Said so the Chick Fil A guy who just berated some girl just trying to make her six fifty an hour. They all think they're fantastic, and then when they get into media, they look at these acts, which are when you're saying that only. Um, no whites are allowed. The knee-jerk reaction by somebody would, should, and must be to say, "Oh, that's segregation, which is ugly and bigoted, and we don't do that anymore in this country." You know, it took us a while to get there, but we don't do that anymore. But no, and the the distance to what to which these good progressives are willing to go to, to say, "Oh, there's a big kerfuffle about invites." Some people were mistakenly on the invitation. They shouldn't have been on. Oh, now there's a big thing about it. This is a perfect. This is perfectly encapsulated by this podcast, which I discovered last week, which I may love now, uh, called Taking Issue. By the way, anybody who starts a podcast this late, I'm mad at. I feel dirty having a podcast because everybody else does, you know, and I've had this one for a few years and I've been doing them really for almost like nine years. But. At this point... More than that, Herald Radio started in yeah. 2013. Yeah, so, so it was a while, yeah. Um, but, so this is um, Sue uh, O'Connell, who's NBC Boston, mm-hmm. who I've known forever, who's a good person, though a a progressive who is not mired deep in um, good, fluid thought a lot. Which is, but, you know, progressivism, you know, is about emotions and feeling good, saying nice things and being nice and centering people. I see you, Edward. I see you. See, now you're seen. Okay. Thank you. Um, And some guy named Corey Smith, who's the other co-host here. I just want to play a little bit of this because it's fantastic. Because the world must uh, discover some of this. What have I done with this? Where is this thing? Oh, it's over here. Here we go. Taking issue. Feeling and crying. We prepared him for the best we could, though. Uh, All right, this week we're going to start at City Hall because just in time for the end of the year, they had to spark one more controversy. Gotta love Boston, Corey. Down at City Hall. So here's here's what happened. Um, By the way, totally setting the table in a nonplussed fashion. Oh, we thought the last kerfuffle would happen, uh, you know. Well, and I like the implication that they were getting ready to put down their reporter hats for the year. Like, yep. it's our vacation. We weren't really expecting to have to cover news this time of year, but wouldn't you know mm-hmm. it? 
and he goes in and he has this tone where it's like, I don't really, we don't even think this is worth discussing. It's just a segregation thing <laughs> with, the, with the taxpayers' uh, property, you know, that, that they has been something that the whites were disinvited, you know, but, but no, well, we'll get to it. In other words, the tone is, believe it from the way we're acting that you're not supposed to be upset by this. It's just something that the right's making a lot of uh, noise over this. For the last many years, there has been an electeds of color holiday party for black and brown folks at City Hall to come together. This is, by the way, what he just said should be the lead in the breaking news headline. How but, come you guys didn't report on this for the last 10 right. years if you're so unsurprised by it? Yeah, and it, it's also important not to skip over the use of the phrase electeds of color because yeah. this is something that sounds like it came out of the mouth of a man from from 1830, you know? Oh, yes. This, this, is, this is a phrase that sounds more racist than anything <laughs> I think any Republican has ever said. Well, yeah, the, the, it, it, 25 years ago, if somebody had said, um, le, le, are, are there any electeds of color here? You would have said, wait a second, what makes you think that they're any different than you? If you othered black people 20 years ago, that was a problem. But now it's, it's a self-othering. And then the othering of the white. I forgot. I, I, I never been quite sure what the rules are. Well, and, so- and the, the confusion over the the slightly different phrase that comes at the end of the National Association for the Advancement of that we're not allowed to say. And if you say it, you're a huge racist and you get stricken from the record. Yes. And it's like very easy to mix those up. But this like weird semantic focus where electeds of color is totally fine. But, you know, you can't use that word on the other side of electeds or you're in big trouble. The rules are, it's like a game of Frogger, or whatever the new version of that is. I mean, it it can come at you from any which way. Celebrate the holiday season. The invitation this year was sent to everybody on the Boston City Council, and if you haven't heard, not everybody on the Boston City Council. Hold on, before he gets to it. The invitation was sent to everybody on the Boston City Council. Well, okay, that's what you would send. To... To the Boston City Council. You'd say right. something to everybody. Is a person of color. Well, black and brown folks at City Hall to come together and celebrate the holiday season. The invitation this year was... First of all, I'm so the way he says that, like black and brown folks to get together and celebrate the holiday season. Black and brown folks can get together and celebrate the, hol- the holiday season anytime. Anytime they want to, they can do that. But you, you're using the city's property. This is the mayor... And the other folks who want to celebrate the holiday season who aren't black and brown can't come. You can't. You don't get to celebrate the holiday season if you're a cracker. The the whites don't go to this. (laughs) Nope. Sorry about that. You can't come and have fun with us for this Christmas time. Sent to everybody on the Boston City Council. And if you haven't heard, not everybody on the Boston City Council is a person of color. Well, the staffer from the mayor's office then rescinded the invitation and said, oh, hey, by the way, not everybody is invited to this party. Um, that obviously got social media churning and doing social media got churning. Yeah. Who could have thought? Why? We... Then I mean, she rescinded all... it. She did whatever. And then obviously that got social media churning. First of all, just from a, they're acting like this is an etiquette faux pas and that's the problem. Yes. Here. But even as an etiquette faux pas, it's pretty bad. You know, if, 
my kid gave me the names of the kids in his class that he wanted to invite to his birthday party, and then I accidentally sent the invite to the whole class. I would have to then invite the whole class. Well, it would be insanely rude even for the me, white people, for me to email back half the list and say, "Oh, sorry." I mean, forget the racial aspect. It would be wrong. It would be terrible if I emailed back half the list and was like, "Sorry, I sent this to you by mistake. You're well, not actually invited." And now to say I'm doing it because you're the wrong race to come to this party—that like, just ele- what elevates is the, the special whole thing fun that they're going to have that the, that the the whites aren't allowed to have? What is it like? What are they going to say and do that they? Can't do in mixed company, exactly. Mark in the chat says he the hates macarena. when social media churns. Yep, <laughs> that's what it is. So that's why they're coming to us. They're saying, the anchors are saying, you know, we didn't, we don't want to have to bring this up, but there's been a churn in social media. So the social media just has been churning The race this. party that's been going on for 10 years uh, this year got found out, unfortunately. What it normally does, and, and folks calling this uh, an all-white party. Uh, I think I saw one headline in some publication that said, No Whites Christmas, um, which, I mean, <laughs> well, it's just pretty, kinda, pretty good for headline writing. writing. Uh, but, Sue, for, for yeah. folks who don't know, this it's not just good for headline writing. <laughs> it right. more accurately rec- represents the story that you should be interested in if you're a media member. These two people should be interested in this. This is a good story. Even if you're a, a liberal, this is a good story. It's say, saying no. You, based on color, can come in and get drunk on the taxpayer's dime. You can't. We need to do stuff and you can't be there for it because Mm -hmm. you can't be there. We've decided that you're good sometimes. You're not good enough now. Has been something that's been going on for a long time without any sort of problem before this year. Right. And and it's at least 10 years. That's not a good sentence to say. (laughs) No, I mean, we had different water fountains for you know, right. 100 years. We had it for ages. Nobody Come complained. On. That's right. It's separate, but, you know, the party was equal. I mean. sicking German shepherds on uh, crowds of black protesters now for at least a decade. This is nothing new. You know, there was some social media chatter on it. It's nothing new. Right. And the, the reality here is that until 1983, the city council was all white anyway. So every party was an all whites party. Uh, and no people. No, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, the requirement was that you were a member of the city council and then when a black guy got on the city council he was became, invited yes he was invited <laughs> but for her this is so hilarious and, and i was listening to uh, the, the one of the shows this weekend and a woman was saying it's important that, that black people do have black and brown people do have spaces safe spaces to congregate it's important that we have these and one like no it's not nobody needs a, a space that's a, some like absolute recent horse that we decided that it's a thing. I'll say spaces a lot, and that means that I have license to act like a jerk. Nobody needs a, a special space. Uh, uh, blacks and browns and whites don't need their own. I need to do. You know, I, there's something I need to do right now. I need to go play a round of miniature golf. I got to make sure that there's no black people uh, at the miniature golf place. That's my sa- space <laughs> need now. A safe space. That's my space now that I need. So no blacks can be there for a while. And it's not, you know, it's it's absolutely so amazing. And this idea that they're conflating now, um, they're conflating this, you know, saying that... Oh, there didn't used to be black people on the city council. Right. When was the last time, by the way, that the Boston City Council was all white? I don't know. She's, I mean, she, she said so she's in the eighties. Yeah, I guess. I so. mean, that's forty so years ago. By forty my, years, no. so Her. I mean, essentially, nobody who's in who was in politics then is like even 
they're probably there's no barely alive. No, like, city council's generally pretty young in Boston. People of color were there, so uh, and at only any given moment in this state, when elected officials gather for their holiday year-end festivities, most of the people there are going to be white, and that's exactly the reason why uh, people who belong to groups that aren't in the majority, like women, LGBTQ people, black and brown people, disabled people, however you want to group folks who are not in the majority. Let me tell is you it Boston a, major- a majority minority city? Now? Yeah, and so is the city council. Yeah. So <laughs> what about the poor? So those those six whites, crackers, can they have a safe day? No. Where only they get invited and they rescind the invitation from Mayor Wu? They can't do that. No. No, okay. Yeah. Well, like... I was going to say, this is this is why it sort of becomes so tiresome to just point out the hypocrisy of the left. Because we can say all day, imagine if it were a white person saying a white person only Christmas party... But at the end of the day, like, they just keep discriminating against. Yeah, like, just keep doing it. They, they don't care. Minority. Like, they don't. This is so hypocritical yes. as they have the gun to the back of your head. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is. Well, I'll, let me keep going. To get together uh, without the critical eye of the majority on them to celebrate, network, and oh. just be in their own space. And, you know, it is absolutely a political error. It's a, it's a self-inflicted error. Mm-hmm. Uh, the staffer I'm, I feel bad for who sent this The thing out. is, so, so, like, you see the dead body and the smoking gun reporter. Are you not putting it together? Why it's a critical error? Why is it a critical error? <laughs> because there was a buzz on social media? Is that why they're critical well, error? They're pretending the error is that she sent it accidentally to the white people. Yes. Well, and that's what they yes. apologized that's for when I... Mayor Wu apologized. Right. She's like, we're so sorry that you guys were accidentally invited. We did not mean to do that. Yes, you sure as F can't come. <laughs> Just so you know. Just so you know. We need... We're sorry we gave you the impression that you could come to this, but actually it's only for electeds of color. Out and then rescinded it. You know, I probably would have left the invitation yeah, out there. Kind of one of those where you well, got so, it. so she said she probably would have left the invitation out there. Well, why not tell us why? Why would you have done that? Because you know it's freaking morally repugnant what they did. Of and course ethically, it is. Uh, way the frig uh, out of line. Of course it is, and nobody has any problem with interest groups in the city getting together and having like a congressional black caucus or whatever. You know, doing their thing where black people network together nobody has any issue with that but like i go to a serbian church when we have the serbian church serb fest everybody can come to that well there's it's not a serbian only event it's not you know what i'm saying like it's possible you should leave it out there because of course you can invite white people to the electeds of color holiday party well right here's the thing is that they're there's a regular Christmas party as well, which is t- done in a little bar. This one gets the city treatment. This one gets city property, the Parkman House, which is an opulent little place. And so really what's going on is they're having a party w- in their space because they effing hate the white people hmm. in the city council. Well, Michelle Wu has a white husband, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Which puts an interesting spin on this party that she's having. Where he can't come. Well, she also was criticized heavily and by the Globe for taking the election away from a black candidate. Michelle beat out a black candidate, a couple, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. And so she's already on thin ice. So Mm -hmm. she's having no This is just like those Harvard admissions. It's not good. Oh, yeah. 
you know, kind of take your medicine yep. and say, all right, this is what happened. And, and, you know, probably they wouldn't come anyway. So you just have to deal with that. Instead, we'll what we know. have now is this multi-day <laughs> right-wing conservative story that Fox is airing, that Daily Mail has on. Twitter is like, or X is just having a, 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 a lot of uh, making Meanwhile, a lot of money with it. And it does yeah. lend itself to some funny headlines and stuff. Let's right. be, be So the, fair. the story becomes the bad. conservative reaction, <laughs> yes, as in many always. of these cases where the left is as Mark said, social media insane. just keeps churning. It right. just That's churns. Right. The racist event that is the lead, that is the thing that should be written about, that we're stepping over carefully. And all the other fallout, all the other mm-hmm. observations we can make about things happening, all those things are the story yeah. now. Well, and it is funny how she says, like, they probably wouldn't come anyway. Like, yeah. the implication being we're going to make the white people feel unwelcome. But and it's, it's funny. So when I was at Tufts... Um, you know, they have when you're first at college and they have like a bunch of different activities you can try and there's like a calendar of stuff to go to. And um, like one of the things I was interested in was like group Bible studies with other kids at the college. Right. And um, I went to one that was like at a convenient time for me. But I didn't realize the place where it was being held was at like the black student center. Uh huh. So, but it wasn't called that. It was just called like whatever house or something. And it wasn't like an obviously African American studies name, but it was like the Black Bible study. But I didn't know that it like wasn't labeled that. So I just like was there and I was. And so fortunately, I mean, everybody was like chill, but like nobody said anything. But I was the only white person and I never went again. But you were at that point in time, it still would have been, I'm sure now on the student activity calendar it's just said it says on it like this one's for black students don't come if you're white this is a safe space for students of color but that like has been the mo for a while where it's just like they're relying on like the social norms you like you're just supposed to know that this is the black one and you're not really supposed to go to it but like (laughs) but yeah i mean but but also like how like uh, Frankfurt School, is it to make sure you find a way using new vocabulary to divide people into groups? Right. In space. If there's, you have too much privilege, you go over there. You don't get to go into the freaking the, the division aspect of it. And like there are well-meaning progressives like Sue O'Connell who we're hearing who don't seem to understand they're being used in this game about right. that. So a bad mistake from the administration should have let it be. But at the same time, who cares? I mean, this is, uh, <laughs> it's just really a ridiculous reaction. Um, again, no one was mad at Mayor Walsh when this party happened, or if it happened under Menino, not mad. None of us knew about this party. That's what happened, okay? Nobody in media knew. Nobody knew. I didn't know about the, I worked for they the might Herald. have. They, uh, if, some people in media might have oh, known. Oh, they were at it. Yeah. <laughs> when I worked for the Herald, it, had we known about this, we would have gone effing nuts. It would have been... We've been well, especially since these are the exact people who went after the Herald for the most insane things, like the Chinese oh, yeah. food story. Oh, yeah. And by the way, this is such a nothing that a good number of people who attended it hid their faces walking in. Why? If it's such a normal... It's been happening for 10 years. Why hide your face? What's the problem? Mm-hmm. Well, it could be a masquerade party time. Oh. at him, and I think part of this reaction is we are now in the midterm mm-hmm. of Michelle Wu. Is she going to run again two years out? We had the Save Our City fundraiser mm-hmm. that was going to happen out on the South Shore. I uh, don't think a lot of people of color were going to that. We didn't call that an all-white fundraiser. Mm-hmm.
Oh, were they disinvited? Was it an always fundraiser? But this is like, oh, this poli- it's an election year is what it is. No, it's the racism that you're doing. That's what it is. It, and it once again goes to, like with the left, like everything is violence but real violence. This is like everything is racism but real racism to them. Like the, one, yeah. the stuff that they're doing. Uh, it turned out it was supposed to be for former Mayor uh, Ray Flynn's birthday. Some were saying they were launching it. That, if you remember, that email went out inadvertently yeah. as well. Uh, the, so- uh, oh, emails. Crazy emails. They just keep coming out. No idea what's happening. So let's just say for 2024, let's check our emails before we send them. Yeah. And uh, let's understand that we don't... That's li- the big takeaway, is we need to be better at emailing as a society. We you know, be and don't reply all either. Yeah, That's we need right. to be more efficient in our segregation here. Exactly. We need to don't be very clear the- about the racial boundaries. Don't let the filthy whites find out if you're going to have a segregated party of the good not whites, please. You know, be better at email in a world yet where uh, people who are not in the majority or are not treated equitably feel like uh, they shouldn't have their own safe space. Right, right. I think, I think that, that... Why do you need an effing safe space? Why do you need a safe space? In, it, it, by the way, the, the safe space that they needed is where they went to get plastered. This is what they were doing. This was not, you know, a, a, an emergency meeting uh, because city councilors are getting sh- uh, gunned down. This is a night mm-hmm. to get plat. An important topic in civil rights law needed to be addressed by the electeds of color. I'm going to, you know, I, it's, it's a, the thing is, is that w- everybody knows it's ridiculous. And it's like the cheapest thing in the world. Like, I, I, Alice, I need to, um, I need to, you know, who's the, who's the woman that I, the blonde who I love? The, Kate Upton. Okay. I need to make out with Kate Upton because I needed a, a safe space where I can do some of my things. And if you catch me emailing Kate Upton, it's the email. The email is the problem. <laughs> you know, obviously, I'm expected to have a safe space with Kate. That's, you know, that's my because of my lived experience. I get to the emails. It reminds me of a cheating guy getting busted and, and coming up, having the audacity to come up with an excuse that's like ridiculous. It's like like you did this to me because like you were boxing me out of your life or something. Like guys will come up with anything. Obviously, Phil says in the chat, "Are we really sure these parties have been held for years?" Well, like I, we don't know if there were reporters in Boston. Me, I assume they would go be asking someone, right. "Can you forward me the invitations from all these supposed electeds of color parties that have been happening for years?" Well, but also like it does. It's so wonderful. The story is so good. I love it because. You know that somebody thought it was a good idea to say we've been doing it for 10 years, but a whole bunch of other people said, we don't want the Herald. They can, the Herald can FOIA everything about that. I mean, who knows? I'm saying, I should say that Main Wire can FOIA, FOIA everything that's happened at that place. Mm-hmm. And like, wh- how many other no whites allowed functions are we having? And I'm sure there's been a bleep load. A bleep load. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just so... Uh, that for me was sort area. of the reaction that really just kind of surprised me. Like, it's 20, at the end of 2023, shock horror, black and brown folks sometimes just want to be by themselves. Um, that 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 is just, that <laughs> is just how it... Oh, White so people is that the butting new... butting into is, everything. Is that the new rule? Yeah. The new rule is, if you want to be by yourselves... <laughs> okay. Shock horror. I'd like to be by myself from now on. I only want uh, Northern Europeans there. 
<laughs> it's the I want to be by myself uh, law. Just it need just... some space. Shock horror. I've been Black around mother. too much diversity lately. What a tool, by the way. Shock horror. Ugh, God. I don't know who that guy is. But I'm sure he's eminently qualified. Uh, <sighs> let me just see. We'll just see a little bit more of this and we can... It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, so I guess this claim that this was racism or reverse discrimination or whatever kind of just doesn't really hold water with me. No, it, oh, it doesn't? Why wouldn't it hold water with you? Because oh, people were treated, were, were um, refused a public access to a public facility that they are entitled to based on their race by people of color who live by the spirit of racism. It is indeed racist and reverse racism. It doesn't hold water with me. Oh, I'm sorry. You... Well, yeah, it's literally reverse racism. It's yeah. exactly reverse racism. But I, I will say this is this is sort of the racial divide that we've seen on council sort of rearing its ugly head. Um, if, 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 if it was all kumbaya and, and rainbows and unicorns down at City Hall... Um, I think something like this kind of just goes by the wayside, but because... This is that the racial divide that's rearing its ugly head is you uninvited, disinvited the whites. We have seen these sort of racial and generational divisions on the Boston City Council. Stuff like this is going to rise to the surface. Credit to Mayor Michelle Wu for for answering questions about it. Um, But I, you know, Ricardo Arroyo in an interview that that he did with us. Okay, we get the point anyway. Uh, But in Michelle Wu, by the way, somebody who is is somebody sensitive to race, right? This is her just a few, um, a a little bit ago. Across the Boston Police Department, the uh, transit police, the state police, the FBI, and all of our partners in law enforcement and public safety, there is constant communication about the impending um, actions of any known groups. We continue to monitor the situation and to work closely with community members. Most of all, we want to ensure that community members are empowered in uh, communicating anything that you may see or hear or uh, read about on social media to to please err on the side of reaching out to local public safety officials so that we can have the most information at hand. And we will continue to work in partnership with community members as we strategize and plan and coordinate um, to respond to not one-off incidents, but this growing rise and trend in white supremacy and hate. across. Sorry, it took a long time to get there, but that's what's going on.
Mm-hmm. It's growing rise and in, in trend of white supremacy and hate. Right. White supremacy is the thing that you might do and hate that you might do by um, uh, omitting people who are different than you from events. That's the kind of the white supremacy we're seeing. All right. To move on. What a stupid country. Well, speaking of stupid country, <laughs> can I switch gears? Sure. Um, there's been this whole kerfuffle in... Um, where is this? Uh iowa in the iowa state house with this satanist statue have you been following this tom at all yes yeah i saw the guy behead it yeah yeah so this guy they decided that white supremacist yes yeah they decided that because they um put up a christmas tree and a menorah that they have to put up anything anybody tells them to apparently of course yes yes. (laughs) so because that's how this goes i guess um, which like the North Andover people who are like, well, we put up an Israeli flag, so we have to put up the terrorist flag too. Fair is fair. Like, it doesn't yeah. work that way. But I mean, it's not about even really agreeing or disagreeing with the point, but there's this like weirdly, I don't, I don't even know how to put it, but this weird fixation on like we have to be fair no matter what if somebody says it's their religion we just have to do it and there's no like examination of what the thing is that we're doing because this satanist group this is uh this isn't the one that was invented in the 60s by anton levey this is this one that's based in massachusetts the satanic temple which is by these people's own description set up to wreak havoc with religious freedom laws Yes. That's the point of it. They set it up to say, like, we're setting this up to meet the legal definition of a religion so we can screw around with you when you have religious displays and we can mess it up. It's the problem of conservatives today is that they have this libertarian tendency. Mm. Just to put this in another example, the Joe Biden impeachment, mm. right? They went after Trump for a phone call. They went after Trump for all sorts of things. Norms. And had no problem. No problem. Mm-hmm going to impeachment republicans they say oh well you know we're gonna need evidence we're gonna need an inquiry we're gonna need to have a balanced conversation it's 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 not mm-hmm. like that the conservatives and republicans yeah. need to understand the reality of political power and political gesture and they just don't they like to stand on principle but doing that makes you lose. And Democrats, yeah. to their credit, understand this very well. And that's why they win. That's why they impeach Trump twice. That's why they can go out and indict him multiple times, four times, give him yes. 93 felonies. And nobody seems to have a problem with it because they are actually good and effective at wielding the institutions of power to purvey a positive narrative to their side. Yeah. And well, right. And they're not. That's why we have a Republican state with a Republican governor, Iowa bowing to this idiotic group from Massachusetts that's saying that they need to be able to put up their statue. This thing isn't even a statue. It's like made of arts and crafts supplies. Yeah. They're just screwing around. It's dumb. This isn't obviously theological. This isn't about having a Christo-fascist state. I disagree theologically with Jewish people, but I have have no problem with there being a menorah on public property, even though I... Clearly, I'm not Jewish, so I don't have the same religious point of view that they do. I don't have a problem with living in a religious plurality, but this isn't a religion. I don't care if the state technically legally recognized it as a religion. It's not a religion. Nobody's practicing a religion here. There's no winter holiday for these Satanists. They're not really doing anything. They're only doing this 
to mess around. This is purely yes. a troll. You don't have to treat it with any respect or legitimacy. You don't have to act like this is a serious thing because it's not. This isn't anybody's religion. And they should come up with a better legal test for what a religion is because if that thing meets it, then anything would. Then anything oh, yeah. would. Like, because not everything that anybody, they're like, oh, well, we're celebrating the ideals of a secular free country. No, you're not. No, well, and also I mean, that's not an that's American not... ideal anyway. People right. need to educate them on the history. Oh, yeah. I loved some of the, the Twitter of comments of people being like, George Washington would have let you have the satanic thing in the mud. Like, no, he no, wouldn't. No. He punished his soldiers for blasphemy, you lunatics. Like, yeah. he was not about Read to... the original Massachusetts state charter. I mean, come on. <laughs> this country... People don't realize just how Christian this country was. Mm -hmm. Well, right. And so... So it's ahistorical, first of all. But second of all, that's a political belief, not a religion. Like, it's not a religious practice. Judaism is a religion. Christianity is a religion. You know, the, Islam is a religion. Sikhism is a religion. There are a bunch of religions, and we can debate where the line is, but this thing does not meet it. You can't... If my kid says, I want to eat cookies every night for dinner, does, like, the governor of the state have to put up a cookie monster statue in the state capitol like that's what this is that's yeah. what that's the maturity level of this i mean to some extent all satanists are like oh yeah dad guess what i'm following satan oh, totally. now <laughs> like, oh, that's so well, it's, it's also it's a it's a quote-unquote religion deliberately invented to mock another one mm. and not only another one but the most prevalent religion among americans and in the entire world but it, it, just to take another example, it would be like putting up a Roman statue of someone who burned, you know, the temple in Jerusalem and right. saying, would that go well? And saying, oh, look how great this guy is. Mm. <laughs> he burned the Jewish temple. How well do you right. think that would go? We cannot have a country where we allow people to actively mock other religions in, mm -hmm. in public spaces. And I think that's exactly what this is. Well, and you can't let people abuse the legal system and the laws to deliberately try and cause problems right yeah. like but we're, because we're that's what this Christian. is i don't know we're we're pretty radical i don't know tom you might be the libertarian voice of reason here in the room i'm the satanist I mean, yeah i like the statue <laughs> so i'm gonna go build it, rebuild it doesn't matter if I, <laughs> we'll build it again it is but it also and you're right it is well two things yeah. when you were saying edward is republicans need to learn a lesson you're right it, it's for some reason we always look like the you look for the gentlemanly uh, symmetrical warfare to engage our opponents in. But we'll be right. in square like, columns know, again, like in Supreme 1779. Like saying, oh, we right. have to wait until the next oh, presidential yes. election. Total, mm -hmm. total, in, which is actually, somebody who doesn't have that in their DNA is Donald Trump. Which he is a reason why I love Donald Trump. Which is like 86% of why I'm going to vote for him. He doesn't have that. He's missing that sensitivity to the uh, public winds of mm -hmm. like... He well, and also he doesn't care about norms because that's what a bunch of this is, right? Is like, they're like, well, we have to follow the norms, but they already have decided that norms don't matter and they're abusing the Republicans' insistence that we stick to norms. So you like, Ooh. that's why you need a Trump who's okay with throwing out the norms because otherwise you get the governor of Iowa standing here being like, well, we have to allow the Satan statue made of toilet paper rolls because it's their religion. After all, fair is fair. It's not somebody's religion. Like, you don't have right. to just bow to this. Right. You can just it, keep going. And but they're going to keep bowing and then 10 years from now you're going to have Sewell Connell saying, well, they've been doing it for 10 years. Satanists. So, I mean, pretty much there's a kerfuffle and there's a lot of Twitter noise. But I'm glad you mentioned Donald Trump 
because I watched the or I listened to the Sunday shows today, and Jake Tapper stands in for me to middle of the road Democrats. This is and his panic. We're at is, forty minutes, by the way. Oh, his panic is their panic. Let me just play a little bit of this. Besides, with American. Uh, I am. Uh, okay, I'll just play this one cut. Big important theme music. So this must be true. I must say, newsman's going to deliver to me the news. Hello, I'm Jake Tapper in Washington, where the state of our union is frankly stunned watching the leading Republican presidential candidate, Donald Trump, quote one of our nation's foremost adversaries, Vladimir Putin, as a sort of character witness while on the stump in New Hampshire last night. Vladimir Putin of Russia says that Biden's, and this is a quote, politically motivated persecution of his political rival is very good for Russia because it shows the rottenness of the American political system, which cannot pretend to teach others about democracy. One might think such a point need not be made, but Vladimir Putin, a former KGB official with blood on his hands, who regularly sides with American adversaries, both rhetorically and with arms, and who right now has at least two Americans, Evan Gershkovich and Paul Whelan, unjustly detained. Vladimir Putin is not a credible source of information about American democracy, much less American jurisprudence. Working himself up into a lather, you know? He's not a credible source on democracy. This man is a murderer. He's got our own journalist. blood on his hands. Yes. Vladimir Putin seeks to undermine the United States and its allies, whether in Europe or Asia or the Middle East. And yet, despite, despite this, or maybe by now because of it, I can no longer tell, Mr. <laughs> Trump stands poised to do very well in the Republican Iowa caucuses on January 15th in less than a month. He has only expanded his Yes, lead. the Iowa voters just love Putin. That's what's going on So, I, I, So this is what they're going to do? <clears throat> they're going to play 2024 the same way they played 2016? Look what our democracy is ending. Oh, my goodness. All the norms are broken. Oh my, the, You're not... Listen to me, viewer. This isn't supposed to be happening. Please, panic with me. Panic with me. And, and they're going to do it the same exact way. Why? Is it edifying? Like, where's, where's is that emotionally uh, healing? I know. It's bizarre. It's, <clears throat> it is like a weird thing where they're in need of therapy from Trump. And I don't understand. Like you, I don't get it because... I think Edward said it when we were downstairs, or maybe he said it on the show. I don't remember. But, like, there just was a Trump presidency. They're just going to act like that didn't happen and none of these things came to fruition. <laughs> like, they're just going to do it all again. Right. Because they were saying the exact yep. same thing before 2016. Donald Trump's going to cause World War Three. He's going to, yep. you know, start a nuclear war with Russia, with North Korea. What did he do? He made great friends with Vladimir Putin, and he was the first president to, you know, cross the demilitarized zone and go shake hands with, with Kim Jong-un. All had the media aghast at every moment. Right. Him and Vladimir Putin were friends. You're not allowed to. You have to hate and act like a jerk to Putin. Totally. You but can't. Here, here's the thing I want to say. So Jake Tapper there gets all upset because Vladimir Putin's a former KGB agent, and he has blood on his hands. Okay, well, you know, why don't we talk about, like, the United States of America and the blood that the United States has on its hands? Or the, one person, our intelligence agencies, well, Edward, for example? Trump I mean, brought this stuff up, has brought this stuff up, but like what you're saying, almost right. like verbatim. And, of course, Jake Tapper said, oh, he just equated our guys with their guys. Right. 
how dare we oh i mean an enormous percentage of the american people believes that like three letter agencies were involved in killing kennedy for example sure well it's it's the important of the friend enemy distinction in politics and the, and the democrats use this to incredible advantage in riling up their side there's a a clear good and a clear evil. The Republicans and Trump are evil, pure evil, yep. nothing redeemable. Mm-hmm. We are pure good. Everything yep. we do is good. Everything we stand for is good. Democracy, progressivism, tolerance, LGBTQ rights, acceptance. Mm-hmm. Everything they stand for is fascism. And it's almost like, you know, The Lord of the Rings. It's like a Tolkien novel, the way how black and white it is in, in, in its moral system. Well, isn't that the point? It's nice and easy. Right. All you have to – all it's so easy. You, all you need to know is the other person is a boogeyman who – that's why we need our safe spaces. You know, away from them because who knows what those other people, old white men, who knows what they'll do. You know, they're, they're the devils. They want to destroy us. And it, it's, it's, it's actually – I, I kind of – I envy it. I envy progressivism, that you don't have to have any kind of uh, fundamental beliefs or uh, any kind of knowledge about the role of government, the, what, what freedoms actually mean, um, what the, the Constitution means, that, you know, I don't think people understand on the left that, you know, your freedoms are freedoms from government, no. You know, you oh, know, they definitely don't The understand. intolerable acts and all the crap, the tea acts and all that stuff – this was, this country was crafted out of being colonized, as a matter of fact, by the British. Um, and the freedoms that we decided we got directly from God instead of a monarch. And, but, but you know, it doesn't matter because that was, was just old white men with, hey, Sally, can you let Pepper out, please? Doesn't matter, those were old white men with uh, powder rigs. So, th- what do they know? You know, they weren't as cool and they didn't have the iPhone. Right. They weren't 34. elected of color. That's right. They weren't electeds of color. <laughs> well, yeah, and this whole, like, presentism thing of history, too, right? Like, that we're supposed to judge Washington and Jefferson and all these people by the standards of today. Like, people on Twitter saying, like, well, Washington would have allowed the Satan statue in the Capitol, but, like, no, he wouldn't. And then if it turns out they find out what Washington's real views are somehow, then they're like, oh, my God, this person was a total fascist. We need to tear down his statue, get rid of Mount Rushmore, everything. Yeah. Because they're holding historical figures to the standard of their weird progressive politics today. Well, not and they only think that. that like that should have been what people thought back then, right? Well, right. And, and everybody's disqualified from not having the enlightened view that you have today. Today's post-Marxist uh, young progressive. What are Everybody, the chances, so, by the like, way? Not only is Lincoln's, Lincoln statues have to be, you know, thrown off. But in Boston, the Lincoln statue that was paid for by freed slaves, they got rid of that statue. Yeah, and they put in that horrible... Circular poop thing. Well, that's yeah, that's down the street from that. But <laughs> but that's but so now, so now today's progressive from Wellesley, some white kid from Lexington or Winchester or Belmont, knows more about the lived experience of slaves than the slaves who paid for the statue, mm-hmm. who wanted it to be up there because. They thought being an actual slave was very difficult and unpleasant, and so they wanted to give a statue to the guy who ended it all and took a bullet in the brain for doing it. But no, no, no. That statue has to go. It's just absolutely just amazing. Amazing. All right, Alice. By the way, have we disclosed to folks that we're not um, – that we, we can't do a Patreon tonight? We've got to get – we've got to shuttle Edward. 
to undisclosed locations. Are you there, Alice? I'm here. Yeah, I don't know that we said, yeah, we're not going to be able to do a Patreon extra show tonight. Um, but And I blamed Edward. It's not Edward's fault. And I don't know if you can do tomorrow either, because you're doing your thing tomorrow, right? Well, we can do an earlier show tomorrow. An earlier show tomorrow, and we'll yeah. have time to do an well, extra we'll, Patreon show? We'll certainly try. Okay. So we'll try for tomorrow, and if not, then Tuesday. Right. Okay. So, but we do have to have time to fit in the chat chat, obviously, right? Yeah, absolutely. That is, of course, the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline chat chat that is brought to us by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. BB. Mm-hmm. DB. Danny and Bulrica. We deliver for you. BB. Burn Barrel. Oh. I Just you were wrapped about up Netanyahu. another episode of uh, Steve from Gloucester's Consistency Podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Steve, keep up the good work. Here we go. Um, I need some advice. Sure. Tom and Allison to the, the fellow shatheads out there. Uh, my neighbor and I share a mailbox stand, or did. It was sort of a T-shaped, both mailboxes on top. Yeah. Back in October, it rotted out, fell on the ground, both mailboxes on the ground. I got a sawhorse and sort of fashioned a temporary solution, put both mailboxes on top. Uh, about a week later, put together a pole to put a stand for my own mailbox. Yep. Yeah which actually was kind of on the wrong side of the driveway anyway, so I put it where it's supposed to be with my, just my mailbox on it. I left the sawhorse with the neighbors on it with a note saying, hey, when you come up with a permanent solution, you know, I'd love to, like the sawhorse back, please, but feel free to, to use it in the meantime. So that was over two months ago. No movement whatsoever. I'd like my sawhorse back. Uh, I've had no communication whatsoever from him. He has my number. I left him another note saying I was about to work on a project and I need it back. Uh, I feel bad just taking the sawhorse and leaving the mailbox on the ground, more for the mailman than for the neighbor. Uh, but at the same time, you know, am I just once again being a total pushover? And you know, whether it's not walking to a wedding or you know, just leaving a yeah, yeah, I would <laughs> leaving a neighbor to just use my yeah. sawhorse at his pleasure. I don't know. I'm I'm torn. What do I do? What's the neighborly decision? Especially a couple weeks mm. before Christmas. I, I think you take the sawhorse back. I or... think you take it back. What do I do at this point? When I knock on his door, he doesn't answer, and he hasn't responded to any of my messages. So, is he alive? I mean, do you know? Like me, I think but... you take it back. You can leave another note that says if you welcome. need to borrow it. You can leave okay. another. Take it back. Leave another note that says if you need to borrow the sawhorse, let me know. But I needed it, and that way, like if he wants to get in touch, it's on him. But if, is the guy ghosting him, or is he dead in there? I mean, but, I don't know. But but we had the same thing happen with our yeah our mailbox got whacked a couple of times. And and our neighbors, they're great neighbors. We get along with our neighbors. They're fantastic. But at one point, the school bus like drove onto the sidewalk and then clipped it two years ago or three mm-hmm. years ago and like killed our mailbox and the stand and everything. And we got in touch with the school and the school said they'd pay for a new one. And we never got around to it, either us or the neighbors. Right. But I was ready to. I was sending mm-hmm. like pictures of mailboxes at Home Depot saying, do you want me to pick these up or whatever? whatever. And they just were... They were they are completely unmotivated about that mo- mo- mailbox. Yeah. I, and the last time it got killed, I I have done a fixed job, um, but they're not. They, in their case, they're not. They're not slackers. They're not anything. They're passionately not interested in mailbox life. They, they just aren't. <laughs> so Tommy in New Hampshire has a different point of view. He says that Danny and Bilberka should have replaced what was there and ask him to help or toss in a few bucks. But. Well, he did replace what's there. He's no, he mil- replaced his own. Right, but it used to be both on one stand. Now it's all- now he just did one for him. Well, but but I assume that there's space for the other one too. 
because I don't know what you got. We've got, ours is in concrete, so it's it, it can't be moved. There's only one place where the rod thing can go. Mm-hmm. Um, but to replace your own, to replace the other guys, uh, I don't know. The other guy hasn't been responsive. Yeah. Uh, although that said, Danny, I mean, and it's not that cheap. And this was a couple years ago when ours broke, and we got quotes from a couple of people to do it, and it was like three, four hundred bucks to replace it, the whole thing. Was it really the oh, double the thing yeah, with yeah. the new post? Were like, they going to pay for that to school? Yeah, three, four hundred bucks. I thought they were going to give us forty bucks. No, they oh, we said, left money on the table. They that hurts said, me. Send, I mean, we probably could still do it now. I don't think there's a statute of limitations on a school bus <laughs> taking out your mailbox. Yeah, but I mean. I, yeah, yeah, let's you do get it. a. You we're get gonna a, do it. Thank they you. They said I don't know if they were expecting it to be that much, but they said once you get a fix, send us the bill. Okay, we should do that. Okay. We should do that. Um, not to mention the freaking school bus went on the sidewalk, which is not great. Oh, we filed a police report because the school bus. I mean, we send our kids to go get the mail and stuff. Yeah, and the school um, bus took out the whole thing. Although, and this is this is interesting. It is a bit of a stick it from Danny because um, he probably doesn't need the cell horse right now. But he's taking it right now, saying F you. All right, anonymous. Tom, I have to agree with Tim from Canton when you had mentioned that you've never been to a Five Guys. No, okay, Tom. And I've never been to an Italian restaurant. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> that's a that's a fat phobic shot at me, Edward. Have you been to a Five Guys? I love Five Guys. Do you really? Yeah. Probably my favorite burger. Really? Burger and fries. Just haven't. I just haven't done it. I have no problem with it. I just like. I just. I'm. You, is it the name? Is it a? Is it a homophobic thing? Oh, is it? Is that a? Wait a second. Are those all uh, senadades who <laughs> run that thing? We didn't we, even get to we that. Didn't story. I that. assume so. We I'm could all, do a Patreon show right now. I'm all for that. Uh, I, I think we should. We should get going. We'll, we'll talk about that more to, tomorrow. Okay. I haven't. I will go to Five Guys. I just not like burgers are never my favorite go-to i think they can be delicious etc but usually i'm if i'm gonna pig out like like eat like a fat then uh, i'd go you like more of a slurry of i like a slurry of stuff and if i'm trying to lose weight and not eat carb stuff then i'll usually avoid burgers because of the bun and i without the bun i'm like i I don't feel whole it doesn't feel right (laughs) i'd rather but i would whack out like a a a sub like a good steak and cheese oh good steak and cheese that's wonderful Hi, Steve from Merrimack. Hi, Steve. Playing catch up with a few episodes from this week, but I, I do have to tell you that the, uh, for me, the moment of apotheosis, um, the, the high holy moment of the burn barrel this week was Alice's alternative take on Frosty the Snowman. And by the way, going forward, her new nickname is Alice Tarantino, because just like Quentin Tarantino, she's got an opinion on everything, and it's usually... A little off kilter. Yes. Which I like. But, uh, it, so I sent Tom, a, a an Instagram message because I'm not friends with Alice. Hello. Alice. Alice. Um, I don't know. Of, uh, a cameo that Quentin Tarantino had in a movie from 1994 called Sleep With Me. And it's a scene where he's talking to the actor Todd Field and he gives his alternative take on what the movie Maverick is about. And it's all about the, you know, Maverick's gay and Iceman and the other guys represent, you know, them trying to draw him into the gay lifestyle. And Kelly McGillis is trying to draw him back to the heterosexual lifestyle. And uh, it's very funny. But, uh, you know, I had no idea that Frosty the Snowman was a 
cautionary tale about obeying traffic signals. Yep. That's what and, I thought. Uh, I only want to know, Alice, how old were you when you arrived at this conclusion? <laughs> I mean, were you like seven? I don't even remember because it just <laughs> always seemed like the song was about that to me. Like my whole life, it never occurred to me it was like not about that. Did you know this, Edward, that Alice? Oh, of course, yeah. Feels yeah. that it's... Thumpity thump thump. Over the hills of snow, that's what happens. Was that was because... When the traffic cop hollers stop... They didn't stop. And yeah. So, and so Frosty was... When thumpity thump thump over the hills of snow. Oh, you mean his body parts? <laughs> yeah. You're a... Sorry. I'm sorry about that, man. Yeah, but... Uh, so Quentin was saying it, he'd be like, Yeah, man, Frosty's gay, man. And he's trying to struggle with his own homosexuality. And he's running away to be gay. He's running away from Karen, who tip, represents you know? heterosexuality. And the cop, man, the cop is oppression. And he tries to stop <laughs> Frosty from running away to live his true life. And he gets killed, man. He gets killed. Because that's what happens. It's reality, man. Ooh. Oh, I like God. that. Alice, never change. I love you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Steve from Merrimack, by the way, upon viewing Can Edward in the studio. On, on, uh, I, don't, I barely use my Instagram, but I, I'll, ch- I'll check into it. I'll see. Wow. <laughs> what a long way to say no. <laughs> so Steve from Merrimack in the chat, by the way, says that seeing Edward in the studio, um, Steve will not be coming in if he has to hold his own mic the whole time. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. We should get another mic uh, stand. Oh, we do have a mic stand, but you, we don't We'd have, have, the have to attach it to something. It's not that bad. I have arms. Yeah, yeah. So I saw the title of the podcast from last week, and it was titled Bull Connor. And I got a flashback, and I thought you guys were talking about Bull from Night Court. Oh, yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. Why are you comparing Michelle Wu to Bull from Night Court? But then I realized his name on the show was Bull Shannon, played by the great Richard Maul. Yes. Wow, am I getting old. Let me tell you, Steve from Gloucester, I am looking at two people who have no idea who you're talking about. Nothing. No, they don't have that. It was a pretty good show with uh, Harry Anderson and uh, John Larroquette. And Marky Post, who was uh, lovely. Marky Post, as a matter of fact, was lovely. A rare Hollywood liberal. She went on to do another show, a network show, um, um, with a guy from Three's Company. And she had on it, as a guest star for one episode in the 90s, Rush Limbaugh. Wow. Quite a move to, to have that. Quite a move. Edward, anything going on at the main wire that we should know before we go? Well, uh, there's always crazy stuff going on in Maine that we're reporting on. I do a lot of reporting on the homelessness crisis in Portland, a lot of the things the Portland City Council is doing. Um, there's there's a lot of problems in Maine, and, and we're set up for a pretty interesting second legislative session in the State House. Some interesting bills coming through. Gun control is big after the Lewiston shooting. So yeah. a lot of big things coming up. Beautiful. All right. Yeah. Check out the mainwire, themainwire.com and uh, sign up for the uh, email blast and get you on Twitter. Where are you on Twitter? At Ed Tomic on Twitter. Beautiful. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um, we will do that Patreon bonus show tomorrow or Tuesday. Um, but good night for tonight. Um, good to be back after the weekend. And um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Get your holiday shopping done this week. <laughs> I am not oh, I'm man. not done with my holiday shopping, by the way. <laughs> I like to live dangerously. Say la vie.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.